This is the Anglican Perspective Podcast with Canons Phil Ashey and Mark Eldridge of the American Anglican Council. Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. Hi, I'm Phil Ashey from the American Anglican Council with another episode of our Anglican Perspective podcast. I'm uh, recording here with Canon Mark Eldridge live from the new Wineskins for Global Mission Conference uh, 2022 uh, from September 22 to 25 here at the Ridgecrest Conference Center. Um, this is our once every three year gathering of missionaries from the Anglican Church in North America and from Anglican communion churches and mission agencies all over the world. Uh, this year, a record 2,000 people uh, have been a part of this uh, new Wineskins conference, which will be winding up officially uh, tomorrow. And it's been an incredible time of uh, worship and networking uh, and sharing ideas and resources for global mission. Uh, and Canon Mark is here with me. Canon um, Mark also led a wonderful pre-conference workshop on uh, on church revitalization and did one of the 100 and I guess 115, 100, 515 map talks, which are these short mission. Uh, talks and and Mark did one on becoming a, a missionary in your local community. So Mark, tell me what what are some of your takeaways, you know, from this new Wineskins conference? Yeah, thanks, uh, Ken and Phil, and I'm really glad to first of all be back with you on this Anglican Perspective podcast. We got this launched together, and then I spun off to do a, a vital a vitals podcast uh, for ARM. But anyway, so it's good to be back with you and and be here at uh, New Wineskins. So. Yeah, it's really, it's been wonderful. And what's really been interesting to me as having been here three years ago and also did a pre-conference and a map talk on church revitalization and being missionaries, you know, through your local community, local churches into your local communities, which went well three years ago. But this year, there seems to be a much greater hunger for that message. I don't know mm. if it was because of COVID or, or what, but it just seems like there's such a deep recognition of the need that that local churches here in North America need to really start thinking of themselves as missionaries to their local communities. Missions is not just, although it is global in the sense of we need to go to other countries from America or North America, but, but recognizing that North America is part of the globe yes. and it is desperately in need of the evangelism and um and so 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 yeah i just seen a much greater response to the message a lot of people a lot more um people responding to what we're trying to teach uh we had a packed out pre-conference i mean yeah. it, was, it was just absolutely full uh and then the the, the map talk was um i think 73 people there in a, in a big you know it's big room and all to say is this, it's been really great, and I'm excited to see that passion for uh, people seeing passion and having that passion for reaching their communities uh, with the gospel. So. You know, one of the things I, I remember from listening in 
to your pre-conference and Sean Jekka was there doing yeah. that with you and mm-hmm. uh, developing some great ideas about how to kind of segment and identify the people to reach in our communities. And he said something that uh, I found astonishing that, that the United States or North America has now uh, been been designated the, the sixth largest unreached people group in the world, mm-hmm. uh, that there are 150 million people who don't know Jesus, and that if the, the current projections keep going unabated in terms of the way people are not being reached with the gospel, that by 2070, uh, Christianity will be a, a minority, according to the Pew Research Group. Yeah. So, so the imperative... Uh, of focusing on on mission and seeing that this is an area right now, North America, right. our own home, exactly, is is a place to do missions. And um, the other thing that that you were sharing with me, say a little bit about uh, you've got some international visitors who are sitting in as well. Oh yeah, this is exciting. Well, it, interestingly dur- enough, during during COVID, when you know there wasn't travel going on, everything um, there was a, a young priest from Northern Ireland who was looking, he was just online looking for mm-hmm. help for um, revitalization. He's trying to do revitalization in uh, Anglican churches there and and somehow found, you know, American Anglican Council, the Anglican mm-hmm. and revitalization came together and yeah. however that works and, and found me and we've, we've been chatting and um, and he's here, but we've been talking about, man, it would be great to see if we can do ang- revital- revitalization ministry international, so to speak, uh, uh, in, yeah. in Northern Ireland. Well, um, totally separately in the pre-conference there was a couple um, there also from Northern Ireland yeah. uh, who oversee two two small churches there and and, um, mm-hmm. and, and of course they, they knew this other young guy and so all I have to say is there's there we're, we've been talking and we're going to at some point get it on the calendar to go over and do revive uh, in Northern Ireland for a group of churches over there and, and, and help those churches with the principles and strategies that, that we know work. They, they work anywhere because there's principles and strategies that are applied in the, into that local context. So anyway, we're going to take, take this international now. Yeah. And, and, you know, that reminds me of a wonderful connection I had. And one of the great things about new wineskins is it's this giant family. Yes. And unlike provincial meetings here that, you know, not everybody comes to, Everybody comes to new wineskins. And so it's this wonderful time. Every time you turn around, you're hugging someone or you're talking with someone that you haven't seen for a while. And you're talking about ministry opportunities. And a dear friend of mine named Gatachu, who's uh, from uh, East Africa, sat down with me yesterday and said, Kananashi, could the American Anglican Council come to East Africa and, and not just do leadership training for bishops, but for archdeacons and and key rectors and mission leaders in a, in a whole diocese and maybe do some regional training. And this is something where, Mark, you could go yeah. and uh, and bring revitalization evangelism techniques. I can go talk about Anglican realignment, which is what they want to know about. Yeah. Andrew Rowell can go and, and talk about um, uh, some of the, the, the history of Anglicanism. And uh, we can begin to help identify leadership pipelines mm-hmm. that we can build into uh, uh, through our uh, ongoing Daniel Leadership Institute, yeah. but again, take this internationally. Yeah, yeah, and, all, and all, everything we do, we can train leaders there and then can multiply it so it's mm-hmm. not us, us having to do 
all of it. We can right. get things launched. So that that's that's very exciting, Phil. I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, praise the Lord and just seeing God's hand and Him on the move and getting to be a part of what He's doing is uh, a real joy. Yeah. Well, and you know, we had 85 people yesterday at a lunch that we put on uh, here. Uh, and many of those people were international guests. They were bishops that have participated in our Bishops Leadership Institutes, those who want to participate. Yeah. And a Nigerian bishop asked me about our clergy care groups and whether that might be a resource we could share mm -hmm. uh, with clergy in his diocese. But it was an opportunity also for us to share about the qualities uh, that we've really been talking about as a dimension of our Daniel Declaration and our formed conferences here in North America, what, what qualities are we gonna need to be that different kind of people uh, to reach a culture that that is, is both alien to the gospel and even hostile to it, as we think about you know, our culture being so much more like Babylon than Jerusalem. You know, what do you do when Babylon comes knocking at your door? Thinking about the first chapter of Daniel, how Daniel was confident in God's sovereignty. He was resolved and faithful on the basis of God's word, courageous to challenge and to draw a line and not compromise, um, to, uh, uh, you know, to steward that courage with with grace and love and winsomeness uh, and uh, to be better you know to be 10 times better than the than the secular uh, influencers of our culture and then to be resilient to have staying power so uh, these are the kinds of values that mm -hmm. resonated so much with with our international bishops as well and as we think of this great realignment um, Tell me, you know, uh, other other takeaways, Canon Mark, that uh, that you're taking away from this new wineskins conference. Well, actually, um, just something as you were just sharing that, it just struck me how uh, what I'm going to share now is is how true this is. That that it's been interesting to me that as you know, everyone's focused on mission here, on yeah. you know, global mission, local mission, and, and, and has this heart to, to share Jesus and see people saved and made disciples fulfilling the Great Commission. But there's there seems to also be this equal sense of, of we need to make sure we're defending the truth, you know, like, yes. like we're doing with the Daniel Institute or the Daniel mm -hmm. um, Declaration, Declaration yep. and yep. Um, Formed Conference and stuff right. like that. So, so it's not like, oh, mission, mission, mission. Oh, don't talk about all this. You know, we're, this the truth. You know, um, yeah. Or, or we're concerned about progressive Christians and things like that creeping. There's, there's really like people are like we need to be doing both. We can't just be about mission and not also be defending the truth and making sure that we're not compromising the truth. Um, and it's almost like there's a little bit of a, it's like people go, I'm really, you know, almost like they whispered a little, like I'm concerned about progressive Christian Christianity creeping in, that kind of thing. At least when they're talking yeah, to me, yeah. like, I don't know if you, I don't want to get, yeah. you know, step on toes or it's an awkward. And of course I go, oh man, no, you definitely. And then it's like, okay, we can really talk about that. And I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but it's like, it's under the surface. Like there's, I think a general concern. Yes. Like none of us want that. None of us, we, we want the truth uh, of what biblical truth to be upheld. And we want to be radically missional. Um, and we can be, we can hold both grace 
for the lost and truth together like Jesus did. And so I just thought that's an interesting underlying thing Yeah. Um, that sometimes in the past, you know, people don't, oh, just mission, mission, mission. We don't want to talk about anything that might be controversial. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm making sense. I just, yeah, I yeah. just think um, what we're, what we're working on uh, as, as what we do, we build up and defend great commission Anglicanism. We right. are building it up and being missional, but we're also watching out for the wolves at the door and trying to defend. And uh, anyway, I think people are engaged with both. Well, and you know, isn't that the Anglican way? It's not an either or, it's a both and. Yes. And we're hearing this from Bishop Fad Barnum yeah, in these extraordinary messages that so he's giving, good. so passionate, where he's saying, you know, uh, <laughs> he put it this way this morning in the message, thinking about Second um, Timothy chapter one, verses three through 10, where it says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, mm. but of uh, power and of love and of a sound mind. And he says, you know, uh, on the one hand, we've got people uh, who are who are blowing up in sensationalism and consumerism uh, and uh, uh, in terms of, of, of worship and the way we do church. And on the other hand, there's the opposite reaction, which is uh, to dry up with arid academic orthodoxy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he said, you know, instead of blowing up or drying up, how can we grow up? Ooh. And he cited Martin Lloyd-Jones and said, you know, we need the Holy Spirit. We need logic on fire. Yeah. with the Holy Spirit. And that has been hammering us with that, that if we're going to be the kind of people that Daniel was mm -hmm. in our culture to do this mission and to really penetrate the culture, we cannot do it in our own strength. That's right. We must have a fresh Pentecost. We must mm -hmm. have a fresh outpouring of yes. the Holy Spirit. That's great. And isn't that also something we believe in too? hundred percent. That is so great. And I, I've loved uh, Bishop Thad's uh, talks um, as well, and he, but but yeah, that's that's why we started what we call the Renew Ministry. It's part of the Anglican Revitalization Ministries. We recognize that there is no revitalization, there's no mission coming out of the local church without renewal, and yeah. it starts with that personal passion for Jesus and and being empowered with the Holy Spirit to to go and and as in Acts one eight, be my be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, etc. So so you absolutely have to have that love for Jesus and the power of the spirit uh, for any of this to work. And so, yeah, I mean, so we've started a renew ministry where we bring yeah. re Holy Spirit renewal weekends into churches who, who need to start there. And, um, and it's just beautiful. It's my shameless plug here. If you're listening to this and your church wants more, more power of the Holy Spirit and passion for Jesus to do this ministry, to do the mission through your church, then, uh, you know, reach out to us and uh, churchrevive.org or American Anglican, dot org and uh, let's let's chat and get get something yeah. going for you yeah it's essential you know the other thing i took away from this extraordinary worship time that you know I, it's been personally very uh, renewing to me and to my spirit to worship with two thousand people who have their hands raised and are singing and are experiencing just uh, waves of god's love and power washing over us is that cry of the heart that Bishop Thad identified that's coming from uh, a younger generation uh, that that Jesus is coming and and we're saying come Lord Jesus tear open the heavens pour out your spirit yes. but also the cry we're hearing 
from our global south and GAFCON brothers and sisters who are saying, come and suffer with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be prepared uh, to embrace the sufferings uh, that Paul talks about in uh, in his letter to Timothy and, and elsewhere in Philippians, where he says, you know, if we, if we want to know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection, we also need to share in the fellowship of his sufferings. And we've had some reminders of suffering, haven't we, with some of the plenary speakers who've, who've presented in really raw mm-hmm. uh, terms about how Christians are making a difference dealing with human trafficking in Alaska. Yeah. And the cost of that and the pain of that, you know, identifying with with people how we need to abandon, you know, entertainment and self-focused consumerism mm-hmm. in our churches and identify with things that are going on like human trafficking yes. in our own communities. Yeah. I've been deeply, deeply touched by the access network and the focus on people who are deaf Mm-hmm. and who are special needs or disabled. And winsome ways uh, people like Jody Farmer have uh, shared about how you can how you can welcome disabled people and special needs people, uh, uh, not awkwardly, but just uh, as she put it in the title uh, of her talk. Let's begin by just saying hello <laughs> and great. welcoming people yeah, warmly. That's great. And how, you know, every single service that I've seen here, there's been sign, uh, there's been um, uh, interpretation for the deaf and a real commitment Mm -hmm. to to reach the deaf culture. And that hits home for me because our daughter, our eldest daughter is is deaf and hard of hearing and has has a passion for that too. Pouring ourselves out in missions, sacrificing, going to painful places. Yeah. Um, that's what it means to follow Jesus and yet to experience the joy of seeing people come to Christ yeah. out of darkness into the light. That's right. It's been a great conference, hasn't it? So great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, again, great to see what God's doing. It's great to see um, people passionate about being in his will and doing his will and reaching a lost, broken world. Yeah, yeah. it's been wonderful. And um, we'll already looking to the, for the next one and forward to the next one three years from now. Three years. And apparently the next one will be the 50th anniversary of uh, New Wineskins. So that will be an extraordinary celebration. The theme has been um, uh, uh, see the one, be the one, share the one. And uh, that one, of course, is Jesus Christ. I think one of the, the ending things we can say, you know, one of our core values at the American Anglican Council is catalytic leadership, which means that we are bringing people together, uh, leaders and organizations together, not trying to reinvent the wheel. And both Ken and Mark and I have been privileged to to meet and renew ties post-COVID with so many people and begin to see ways in which we can partner together. Uh, and uh, as we said at the last new wineskins, it's always better together. So this is uh, what we're committed to moving forward with Bishop's leadership, with Church Revitalization, with bringing Global South and GAFCON together yeah. and forming a new communion, uh, all of these things. So we want to thank you, our listeners, 
for the ways in which you have supported us with your prayers uh, and your generous financial support. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. So we'll have more to write about and say about uh, at the end of this new Wineskins Conference, but we just wanted to give you this little glimpse of, um, of what I'm sure heaven will be like one day when we're all together, worshiping together at one table of the Lord and uh, seeing all people, language, tribes, and nations together around that table. It's going to be glorious, and this is just a foretaste of it. Thank you, Ken and Mark, for being here today. Thanks for having me. God bless. God bless you, too. And God bless you, dear listeners. And we look forward to our next episode with you of Anglican Perspective. You've been listening to your Anglican Perspective with Ken and Phil and Ken and Mark of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world.